Looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs? Then look no further than Always Press Record Productions. With over 100 hours of original content produced, Always Press Record Productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your YouTube, podcast, and music video needs. Check them out at alwayspressrecord.com. Once again, that's alwayspressrecord.com. And remember, they press record and you become the star. Welcome to the Mangrove Community. Strengthening the community one branch at a time. For more information about the community or how to volunteer, please visit mangrovecommunity.org. All right, we're back with Reasonable Doubt. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know, we're switching gears this episode and we're going to get into the community. We want to, um, we want to see what people are doing in the community for their communities. Uh, we want to get the community perspective. We had the political perspective, as you know, mangrove community, strengthen the, the community one branch at a time. So we touched on the political branch. Let's talk about community development and what we can do for our, our neighborhoods and our communities to better ourselves and better the generations to come. I got my man, I got City. What's up with he's, he's here with us. What's going on? Let, let us know about yourself, City. Man, man, my name's City, man. You know what I'm saying? They call me City. I grew up on the north and the south side ends of Houston. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Man, I used to rap, you know, do investments, do, you know, do a little something, everything, you know what I'm saying? Then I got into this thing called real estate, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? My grandfather passed me down a property, you know what I'm saying? He owned a lot of property in my neighborhood that I grew up in, and, you know, he said, I'm going to see how you're going to handle it, and I handled it the right way. I never got rid of it and sold it. Mm -hmm. Then me and James, we grew up together. My childhood partner ran into him years later, and he was like, shoot. Man, you need to come on over here, man. I got 23 houses I own, man. We put our minds together, man. We're going to go. We're going we gonna to do it for the hood that we come up in and come up out of. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try to come back and put some positivity and some great things back into the community. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I buy back the hood is one of the things how we got started. And uh, I'm just glad to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And thankful that homie even, you know what I'm saying, consider me as a brother. You know what I'm saying? Everything to have me there. And we come together and we do what we're doing. We've been owning and buying and building, mm -hmm. but we're trying to take it to that next level, you know what I'm saying? And also give everybody an opportunity and a chance to own their change, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha, cool. Well, I definitely want you to hold that thought on your grandfather passing you the land down and you holding on to it and how important that was. Gotcha. Hold that thought, we're going to come back to you. Gotcha. Then we got Mr. J.B. Thibodeau over here. What it do, what it do, man. All right, let us know Let us know who you are and what, what you're about, man. Man, it's good to be on the Mangrove, man. I appreciate you, man, for having us here oh, yeah. today, man. And this truly is my brother, man. And so God has blessed us, man, with a vision. God, I'm a third-generational carpenter and concrete specialist. It's in my blood mm -hmm. to be in uh, construction. Uh, in 2016, man, God had just took me to another level. I used to uh, be a, 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 a national organizer for the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. Mm -hmm. And and uh, the CEO, Bruce Marks, one time had uh, came to me and said, man, this is, you know, the difference between me and you. He said, I'm willing to do what I don't want to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. And you only want to do what you want to do. Right, right. And when Bruce told me that, man, it, it, it was like a pricking of my heart. First, I told him, I said, well, brother, I'm on my way. Because if you over the largest housing organization in the world right. uh, and you comparing me to you, right. then there's something inside <laughs> of me that God has right. placed that, that that is bigger than where right. I'm at right now. Right now. Right. So that day, man, I, I had went back and we was in Baltimore in the time and uh, uh, I said a lot more stuff to him. <laughs> <that Gotcha. time. laughs> but I went back to my room that night, man, uh -huh. and I said, uh, God had revealed to me it was time I for building somebody else's dream and that he gave me a dream of my own. Gotcha, and that man. was to take
take my mom and pop operation of, well, that my dad had started in our construction business to the next level mm -hmm. and, and be an investor, man. And so I came back to Houston, man. And uh, my first uh, my, my first time out of the gate in 2015, I, I was buying some houses. I did a little bit before while I was with NACA, mm -hmm. was dibbling and dabbling <coughs> and stuff right. like that. But then uh, God had uh, had expanded my reach, man. And then uh, I bought I, I, my first year out, 23 houses. First year out, 23 houses. First year out, man, 23 houses. And one thing I heard you say is is your response to Bruce Marks. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of people, they could have took offense to that. They mm -hmm. could have got bent out of shape. Even if you did momentarily, the lesson that you took from it was that, you know what, instead of doing it for somebody else, which I have the know-how, the ability, the knowledge, and everything, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do it for myself. And I know that takes a lot of courage and definitely takes a lot of faith to step out on your own and do that. Um, now, I, I know what you do in the community with the homes and things like that, but I actually met you um, at the Super Neighborhood meetings. That was the first time I met That's you. Right. And I see you very active in the community That's as right. well on top of everything that you got going on business-wise. That's right. Um, and, you know, you're in the Acres Home area. I'm out of the Greens Point area. Yep. We've been covering this District B election from the jump. That's right. Didn't man. know it was going to bring us here, man. <laughs> Had no clue when yeah. we started it, it was, was going to bring us It was a surprise situation, man. Yes, yeah. but yeah. right now, you know, for those who haven't been following, we made it to November elections. The two runoff candidates were selected. Mm -hmm. um, then a lawsuit was filed because mm -hmm. one of the, the, can the can runoff candidates has a felon. And the question at hand now is, can the felon hold office? That's right. Um, the election has been put on hold, even though voters have come out and vote, mm -hmm. voted. So right now we're at a standstill, and we already know the um, the taboo and the beliefs and the, um, you know, how people feel about voting. They feel their votes don't count. That's right. And this only adds to that, man. So as, right. as a person from the community, speak on the situation, how you, how you feel about it, and you know, just encourage our people to still get out there and vote when that time comes. Man, let me, uh, can, can I give a little bit of my testimony oh, yeah, a part ahead. of that, go man? Ahead. That's what we're uh, here and, for. I, and I also want to say, man, that, you know, my brother always tell me, City, he always tell me that it's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than us. This buy back the hood is bigger than us, man. And, uh, you know, as being a, 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 a felon myself or ex, you know, offender, mm -hmm. uh, I know firsthand how difficult it is to reestablish yourself when you get out, right. man. You know, and, and how many doors were shut in my face, how many opportunities were shut in my face because of some mistakes that I may have made in the past, right? right? And so when I even, even you talked about Bruce Martin, and NACA. I mean, at that particular time, man, uh, when I first got introduced to NACA, I had filled out my application, mm -hmm. did everything I can do it, everything else. And um, at the time, they did they they considered their loan officers mortgage consultants. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that you had to have a state license right. in order to 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 be a licensed loan originator. Mm -hmm. And so he still allowed me and gave me an opportunity, even with me signing the paperwork and putting my felony and stuff like that. He gave me an opportunity to be in the mortgage game. Right. Now I had a little bit of mortgage experience, but he let that opportunity 
Legacy be before me right, right. there. And then uh, I not only was a loan originator at the at the organization, but God had increased me even before the time when they started getting, you know, when the Acorn stuff had happened mm-hmm. and everything else. NACA had changed, and before they they was they was having some situation where everybody needed to be licensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but God had opened up the door for me and then allowed me to be the face of a company. Man, I had rent up the ranks and everything, and 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 Bruce had opened the door for me. He always right. say he had a, a open door policy. And the first time that uh, I was introduced to him, now I ain't never had no corporate experience, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm I'm getting into the company, and we had a conference call, and this is my first time being able to hear a CEO of a national company. Right. I'm on a conference call, and right. my country self out of Acres home. Mm-hmm. I was like, I went out, you know, we in, <laughs> we in the uh, in the office room in a conference room, and I I I take the phone off of mute. My manager looked at me like I was crazy, right. and I say, Bruce Mars, this is uh, James Thibodeau uh, from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm in Dallas and stuff, mm-hmm. signing the country. And I said, man, what are you doing with these Save the Dream events? And he said, man, with you know, I said, well, I see you going to the north and uh, um, and then over here to the east coast and the west coast, but I haven't saw you come to the south. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, you give me 5,000 people to register wow. to come down and I go to Texas. And mm-hmm. man, I, that day I started a campaign called Campaign 5G. That's right. <laughs> and I was getting people registered for this dream and God had eventually allowed him to come out there because of my efforts in the community. Right. And then he saw that and I raised up the ranks. Now, in the process of that corporate experience, mm-hmm. there was a lot of opportunities for me to expand my reach mm-hmm. and to be in a management position, right. a regional position and right. stuff like that. But that felony conviction mm-hmm. kept being a hindrance you know, for me know. to be and holding me back. Right. So I stayed as the organizer, the top organizer, was just me and Doris DuPont. Mm-hmm. And we would go around and I'm meeting with politicians and right. community leaders and pastors and stuff and got congressional recognition in New York and in, in, in Orlando and everything else in Florida. And uh, and I'm doing all these amazing things mm-hmm. with that felony conviction. Right. And But even in the company, itself, I couldn't be a manager right. or I couldn't have the title as an executive so you can get because recognized I, I can get recognized state. by the country, man. Oh, I got I'm congressional recognitions in two states, in New York, and I'm from Texas, mm-hmm. and congressional recognition in Florida, and um, but I still couldn't get the actual on my business called the executive right. at NACA and everything else. But, you know, God still blessed me. Right, God right. still blessed me, right. man. And and But he showed me and opened up the doors. And so I wanted that opportunity when I told you that Bruce has uh, said that to me that day. Mm-hmm. And I decided to start making some, um, some changes in my life and come up with a plan to do the investment that came back to uh, my community. And I even still had some challenges in my community. Mm-hmm. Man, there are some laws and stuff, and there are some, some ordinance and things in place that, that hinders a person to, to get re-acclimated to, to the community. Right. You know, and yeah. though though we say everything is inclusive mm-hmm. and, and we got a lot of different movements going on, there are some things that hinder us that's, that sometimes, you know, that really just stop the momentum right. from somebody to get reacclimated. So when this situation came with Cynthia Bailey and, and, and Tarsha and Renee, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, uh, again, another example of like cities say, it's bigger than us. Right. It's bigger than us. Right. Right. And so there has been other felons who has ran for office mm-hmm. in the state of Texas. And even in this particular election, right. there was four other convicted felons that was in this election. Mm-hmm. Right. That all made it to the ballot. Right. Not that was uh, I think they said Jay Bouton or whatever. Uh, I don't know all the names of right. each one of them, but there was four other. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time, the majority of the time, none of them make it to the runoff. Right. 
God had opened up the door for Cynthia to make it to the runoff. Now, I even said it again. I said, you know, that night at the Super Neighborhood meeting that I didn't vote for Cynthia. Mm -hmm. I didn't vote for Cynthia, but I respect and knew of Cynthia about the work that she do in the community. And that plays, that that says a lot because I knew of her, you know what I mean? So even before this election. It even came up, you know, and and, and I want to speak on this because it speaks to people's character, you know, Mm -hmm. where you can't just look at them like a felon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was brought up about the illegal dumping and cleaning up, and somebody told me, hey, you, you need to get a team together to clean up your community. Well, little do they know, we've been on that in, in the That's right. Corner. That's we, right. We've been had our community organized mm-hmm. where we're doing cleanups and things like that. That's and right. And guess who comes to pick up the trash when we <laughs> need it picked up? That's right. We call Cynthia, Cynthia Baylor. Baylor. That's hey, it. where it's going to be, I'm going to be there. No questions asked. You that's know? right. And that's just a small thing. And I met her doing a lot of work in the community you know, major events she put on every year. So, that's right. you know, we, we definitely have to, because to me, second chance equals forgiveness, man. Absolutely. You can label it second chance and, and try to act like it's not forgiveness, but it's the same thing. That's right. People deserve forgiveness, man, especially when they change. And we got to be mindful, man. My my biggest point, and I'm going to wrap it up about this issue, bro, is that my biggest point is that we have to be mindful and not be afraid to step up in the place even when we are getting pressure. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is that we always look over the Democratic Party and some of their choices that they made and some laws that they have passed, especially mm-hmm. during this time of mass incarceration. Uh, during that time, most of the same people that we're championing as community leaders, like the Maxine Waters, the, the other politicians and stuff, that there, the Sheila Jackson Lees and stuff was around, Hillary Clinton and everything was around during this time. Mm-hmm. And all of them voted for those bills right. that we're fighting against right. come by mass incarceration. Their, their argument would be during that time, it was so bad that they was afraid. They just were trying to do anything to stop that. Mm-hmm. So now we're doing, you know, now we got another situation that is bigger than Renee. And I don't think Renee recognized, recognized that if her lawsuit goes through, how how unfortunate it would be for ex-offenders who have put in the work, mm-hmm. who who are champions in their communities and stuff like that, but not have an opportunity to be a part of the lawmaking process. Right. So we can be, we can, we can go into our community, they tell us, hey man, get a good job. They say be respectful and be a great citizen and stuff like that, but you just can't serve an office or you can't just be a part of the, the lawmaking process or, or part of the ordinances and the changes in the community, and that has to stop. And so my main objective in this whole thing is no removal is a approval because right. the people have spoke. Right. And so if this this lawsuit would have went on before we had the election or whatever else, then I would have said, okay, then, okay, let's talk about eligibility and everything. Because the, the community I read. Right. Now community people have spoken. Yep. She made it to the top and everything. She made it to one of the two top people and stuff. So now that that's a, all the, pretty much an approval. Mm-hmm. Let her finish the course and see what she can do and see what Tasha could do and then go from there. So yep. my main thing, no removal. Is approval. Yeah, and then we, I had a chance to speak with one of the lawyers on the case today, and man, he's saying, I'm trying to get it, get this thing wrapped up in two, three weeks, but at the end of the day, it's the law who's gonna have to decide. And That's it right. Take all the way to February, man. That's right. And and it's a, and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna leave it alone too after this. Um, we also gotta after this, regardless of what the results are, what happened, we're gonna have to tackle this at the state level because that's, that's where right. should have been addressed at. That's where it should have been. You right, bro. You know, so yeah. You know, um, on top of that... Tibbet over Texas. Right. There we go. <laughs> and and yeah. that'll be coming soon. Um, yes, but look, 
So now in situations like this where we're at a standstill when it comes to politicians and our representation and things like that, it's like people want to know who do we go to, who do we go to. And I love the initiative that that yourself and City have going on mm-hmm. with the Buy Back the Hood, man. Because mm-hmm. this, to me, is putting the control and the power back in our hands right. as a community. Um, it looks like you're you're giving people the knowledge and things like this. That's right. And this is one thing I look at. Since we've been children, we've been told knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And what you two gentlemen are doing is educating the community on how important it is to own a home, to keep your, your family homes mm-hmm. and things like that. And with that education and that knowledge, they, we should have the power to own our community and That's have right. a say-so of what goes on in our community, right. what comes in our community. That's right. So um, y'all tell me how, how this whole initiative got started with Buy Back the Hood. Um, man, at first, really, we was just buying properties, flipping them, mm-hmm. doing construction, you know what I'm saying? Homie was showing me the game, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know. I ain't no really no hands-on cat, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to be doing, you know. I'm good with my hands, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, this here. But as he was taking the time out to show me, you know what I'm saying, and 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 open that up, and I poured the information back into him, you know what I'm saying, about what's going on around here, you know what I'm saying, being from the community, being from the, the rough side of it, you right. know what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know, how about we try to figure out something to, to help these other cats, you know what I'm saying, that don't know anything and all these people that's losing their properties and stuff like, you know, Miss Johnson them and Mr. Johnson and Miss Willis and, you know what I'm saying, the Williams and all them kind of folks, you know what I'm saying, you know, seeing these people just, you know, basically being pushed out of out of their out of their ownership. You and know how what I'm how was it though? How were they losing their properties? Man, they the man by being uneducated, you know what I'm saying? Un, I ain't gonna say uneducated. That's strong, that's a strong phrase. I'm gonna say just not being a, not knowing the knowledge of mm-hmm. the way they got these things, these systems set in place mm-hmm. for some of these people in the, you know, in the black communities in the hoods and stuff to actually lose, you know what I'm saying? Right. This stuff and they come in and change everything around. Now ain't nothing wrong with change. You know, gentrification or whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? That's right. a cool thing. Right. But if you in this community, you from this community, and you got a chance to benefit and make money and grow with it, you know what I'm saying? That's a great, that's a great combination. Right. That's unstoppable. So that's what he was saying. He was like, it ain't about just, you know what I'm saying, us just holding on and don't lose. He said, but man, we own the stores. We mm-hmm. own the, you know what I'm saying, the shopping centers. You know what I'm saying? We got blueprints and plans and stuff right. drawn up. Right. Of, Great things that's gonna be in the next five, ten years to where he finna have his kids over here doing this and right. you know what I'm saying, us having like our own cinemas and y'all hope y'all record and have our own cinemas yeah. and theaters and you know what I'm saying, concert halls right here in the same mm-hmm. community named after our own last name. So you don't have to you know leave your community. That's right. Yeah. And city and city came to me, man, and it, it is good to have a brother because you know the, the big thing is saying that like, people can't get together or our own can't get can't together. Party. Yeah. You know, city don't came to me and had these yeah, city yeah. come to me and had these conversations yeah. and we get into these long conversation oh. stuff and that brother say it's time out from buying the block yeah. we need to buy the hood and I said man it, it just really? touched me man and that took us really? to another level he said man we not worried about the block anymore because yep. we got it we want the whole hood the whole so hood. we do it forget That's the block right. we want the hood right, right. and so when we right. talk about people losing their homes man there are strategic plans when 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 you think that they you go into a community and especially at these super neighborhood meetings and right. they 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 only give you bits and pieces of the store. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll tell our elders, like you talk about Miss Johnson, to call 311 when you see a boarded up home. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you can't lose a house like you lose a t-shirt. Woo! 
You see what I'm saying? When, you, when you're when you living in a community, it just I, I know about Acres Home, but you take Acres Home and use it as an example. Acres Home was like the the prime area for African-American people when they got from Freemanstown and they went to mm-hmm. the Fifth Ward and the different areas. It was like they at, promised at, land. At Go one ahead. point in time, Acres Home, how it was the largest community for the black biggest people black in community the nation. In the nation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The only thing and, bigger than, was bigger than Acres Home was Compton. No, I, I, I don't mean know. Watts. It was yeah. Watts. Yeah. It was Watts. I, I, I think don't it know, was. but I know Acres Home was one of the it. largest black communities in yep. the country, man. And the main thing about it is that they had a ninety over ninety percentile yeah. of African Americans that was living that in was home, owning, owning their home. home. So right. it was it was That's community right. ownership. That's right. How did we go from ninety something percent all the way down to forty six percent in our own community? Ooh. That's an epidemic, man. That's an epidemic. And so that means that there are systems in place right. that is stopping and and attacking right. people from. owning Owning or right. uh, being owners in their yeah. community, yeah. and so now we got we got property that's in our community. Now you got to understand, th- th- we're living in a crucial time in the in the city of Houston, right. mm-hmm. because the whole north side, uh, from northeast from Cashmere Gardens to to where we was in City Gas, all the way back to Acres Home, is the last frontier. If that's you're true. talking about the inner loop, right, you're talking about from 610 to now is Beltway Eight. That's the last frontier. So that's the development. Mm-hmm. And our wealth is in our land. Right. And that's what we control. So they're coming to the community and they're preaching, say, hey, man, call 311 because you see a community eyesore. And then they will kind of do these scare tactics and say, well, you know, that's where they sell drugs at, those boarded up homes. That's where people get raped up in those boarded up homes. That's where the grass and all the criminal well, activity is homes, going up though? in those boarded up homes. Who owned them? That's right. And so those people who own the homes was our own residents. Residents. Right. That right. was the Miss Johnsons. That was yeah. the Miss Williams. That was the 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 Miss Willis and all I'm of them people the selling it right back to and, the people. And there they go. And they so what they'll do is they'll call. They say call three one one. And by the time that individual called three one one, the city will come out. And this is what they consider ownership engagement. Right. They would go to the house and either put a yellow sign out there on the door, yeah. uh, put a yellow sign in the yard. Next thing you know, it if that yellow sign is not recognized within ten days or whatever else, then it's a six hundred dollar ticket on that house. Then those tickets continue to add up, right. all of those ordinances. And let's just say that they get to the point where they saying that they the, the owner of their property haven't contacted them. Now, you got to understand, we're living through where we had the crack epidemic, you know what I mean? We had a generation that was kind of, uh, I don't want to say lost, but challenged, right. you understand? And so Ms. Johnson probably owned that property, but she had two kids. One went off to college, one stayed and sold dope and got on dope and whatever else, and situation happened, he probably went to the penitentiary or whatever. So now Ms. Johnson done got ill or whatever else and can't handle her business affairs of the house, right. and now the house is left abandoned, right. right? And so now the guy that went to college, he's staying in the lands, Paraland, Sugar mm-hmm. Land, mm-hmm. or one of the lands or whatever else and got too much stuff going on because they working every day. You so they count that that's way. it. He paid a house note, but <laughs> grandma it. and them had a house paid for over there. You know what I'm saying? He could have probably it. built another grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so he had. ain't trying to go back he to Acres Home because that's not part of his drive or whatever right. else because he way on the south side living right. good, you right. know, body rocking. Or, 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 or even the northwest areas like the Umbles yeah, and, yeah. and the Springs and Cypress. It ain't just the south side. It's north side too, you know And so eventually, eventually that house will get to a situation where it's going to court 
Now, the court would consider that house either a, a dangerous building or whatever else and want to tear it down. Now, when I look and examine some of these houses that's in our area that they're saying that are in tax issues, man, the taxes, the actual taxes on the property is very minute to the interest that they add. Oh, wow. Now, they would appraise that same dangerous building to a different appraisal point to drive up that cost mm -hmm. on it so that they can have a bigger lien. So by the time the gentleman that's in the Paralands or whatever recognized that his mom's house is in a situation, they looking at a bill that's forty dollars or $50,000 that only owed by me $5,000 in taxes. And about how long does it take <laughs> to get to that man. point? Man, it doesn't. It doesn't take. Man, I purchased properties. I purchased property that ain't paid taxes in fifteen years, mm -hmm. and nothing said time. I purchased a property that they're six months behind on their tax bill mm -hmm. that they ain't paid last year, and they ready to go ahead and take the property so and it's going to it's foreclosure. Really like it's it's not even a it's not a system. And when you call and do a, a, a open records uh, search, they can't give you a formula that they use mm -hmm. to determine what houses that they go after. They would tell you that they go based on the calls that they receive in their community. Right. And now when they go to this teardown list, and I want y'all to understand this, when a house goes to um, and it's about to be torn down, now the courts are getting involved, right? And now when the courts get involved and they have a representative that represents the county and all the tax entities called longer by, that they stand up there and they say, okay, hey, we can't find uh, a representation of this person because they haven't paid the taxes or whatever else. So the judge will assign an attorney to do what they call ownership engagement, right? Mm -hmm. The ownership engagement that that attorney would do is go and put a sign already at abandoned house, put a, a sticker on the door, and take a couple of pictures or whatever else, and then gone. Mm -hmm. That's not enough. Right. So I'm 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 aggressively asking our community to organize ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can put some ordinances in place that they can contact the super neighborhood right. or a governing body in that community right. to get involved before the before the city take back that house. Mm -hmm. Now we ask, how does the city get a land bank in a, full of inventory? that they control and everything that's outside the city, but the city actually controls it is because that same house will eventually get a lien that court would say, well, we can't find the owners that's been abandoned and everything. And then next thing you know, the city would tear down that house. Mm. That's another $30,000 lien that they add to the property. So now that that brother that come back from the Paralands or whatever else to determine, hey, what's going on because it finally done got it or he finally came to the area or some people would say, well, why he didn't, why he didn't understand it or why he didn't want it? There's a lot of different ways to get to that point. But for as the community is involved, mm -hmm. I mean, for as the, the city uh, point of view is that, why does the city get that property? You know, now it's torn down. Nobody claimed it. Right. If they say it goes to auction, if it don't sell at auction, it goes to the land bank, hmm. right? Then the land bank comes back and they say, now the city just, just dropped. This has been unforeseen in, in all of the history in the city of Houston. And that's why sometimes I challenge even our own, as our mayor, Sylvester Turner and stuff, I challenge some of the things they do. Mm -hmm. I love the brother. Mm -hmm. I appreciate what he's done for the community. But I challenge some of the things when you come back to the community and you try to sell us our property, right. our own property that we own. And then you don't support the institutions that's in place. Right. Instead of putting, so, putting up a business or something for you and say, hey, let's see if we can find some people to come in here and run this So, man, these, are, these, <laughs> la these law relies that they used to offer to developers and everything else, now they're taking and put it towards what they call the Community Land Trust, the CLT program. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a problem with the CLT program because now they're offering it to our community and telling, hey, man, you can get into this home, but you don't own the land. Right. You just own the house. Right. And then they said that, well, we helping uh, to stop gentrification 
justification because we're making a price point that's reasonable for individuals of the community to purchase. That's not true because they didn't cap all of those houses, all 120 houses that they build, they didn't cap them all at 83,000. They're allowing any, anybody to purchase those houses at 180000 mm. That essentially had rose up the price. Right. What I mean by that is I was, I was flipping a house in that area, and it's down the street from a CLT house that mm. they just remodeled and they just did. They said that they putting it out there. They built a house, a, a, a pier and beam home, 1,400 square foot. They capped the price at 180000 When I first purchased this home at $15,000 mm-hmm. and put 50000 in there, I was just expecting to put it on the market for one twenty. By the time I, I finished that house, man, that house, where I got a contract for one sixty two on the house wow. because of the appraised value because they rose up. So now they're saying that they're stopping gentrification, but they're being a part of buying out and moving out and the elders the in the community. Tax. That's it. They're raising the property tax. And like you said, man, it, gentrification is a good thing, but the thing right. is, us as a community, we need to be a part of the change right. instead of being the change. And right. what I mean mm-hmm. by that, if we being a part of the change, we buying up this property. Yep. We we establishing businesses in our, in our community yep. instead of seeing, going from, oh, these used to be black and, and brown people over here, now it's white folks. We right. don't want to be the change. We right. want to be a part of the change. Right. That's right. So, well, he got the term. What's the word, would you say, about change? Do your due diligence. That's it. Do, do your due, due diligence, man. You do your own due your diligence. change. Own you your change. Understand where you're at and what's going on around you, man. You right. know what I'm saying? Like he was just saying about uh, the South Side, like you look at South Park, man. Man, South Park, everything, MLK. Mm-hmm. Man, you know how much them properties going for over there now? They getting higher and higher, man. Man, you used to get a property over there about 20, 30 grand. Now they like 70,000, 80,000 because why? Wow, they got the light rail right there. Mm-hmm. You got high rises right there on Griggs and, and, and MLK and Old Spanish Trail right here. Man, and you got the universities going for They push, man, hey, man. Man, you better know what's going on, <laughs> man. Nah, you know what I'm saying? man. But you don't get some of that money. You understand me, man? You get some of that bread, man. You can touch it, but you know what I'm saying? Just know what you're doing when you right. put your hands to it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's right. So, City, uh, tell, tell us, man, your grandpa, he, he passed you down some land. Yeah. And you as a person, what in your mind said, I got to hold on to this land? Well, my papa, man, you know what I'm saying? He was a man, made rest in peace, man, a great Reverend Eddie Turner, man, out of Acres Home, man, big six foot giant, six foot plus, six foot five giant, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Man, look like, you know what I'm saying? He'll whoop an elephant, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, he just instilled in me since I was a little boy, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, you got to save your money, man. I always save your money. When he always gave me allowance, you know what I'm saying? He taught me how to drive, you know what I'm saying, at the age of nine, 10 years old. You know, taught me how to cut yards and how to, you know, build little tool houses and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He had a little land, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to call it a ranch, you know what I'm saying? Every animal you could think of, but he always taught me about land, and he showed me all the houses. I didn't know every house I ever lived in he owned. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? When my daddy and mama got married, you know what I'm saying? He gave my daddy a house cash paid for, you know what I'm saying? With a bunch of cash back in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, unheard of at the times, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was like, man, Papa, how you do that? I called him Papa. He said, hey, man. I'm always left my family something. And then when he passed, not knowing that my great grandfather before him from Shreveport, you know what I'm saying? And my great uncle was the was the uh, mayor of Shreveport. Man, they had so much land out there, man. All they did was land, 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 and had all out of it, man. Hmm. And it struck all one time. And uh, my pops came into a substantial amount of money. But I believe at one time, you know, 
he wound up wanting to sell some of it off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When he should have really held on to right, that. Right. You know, the companies, all companies came to him with so much when you just could have mm -hmm. owned that property out there. Oh, yeah. Man, you talking about, man, man my family would have been. The drill oil what? Man, it's come on, man. It. Been crazy money. But us as black people, you know what I'm saying? At times, you know, black, white, whatever. Us as, as, as people, mm -hmm. when we come from these circumstances and these situations and we ain't educated and we ain't sat down properly, we got to find different ways in terms of how, how do we see it? How do we know it? So we get offended sometimes. Man, the white folks coming in. The white folks coming in. You know what I'm saying? They, mm -hmm. they started putting all the stuff, but at the end of the day, say, man, if we own this stuff, man, ourselves, man, we could control what the white folks trying to come in and do. You know what I'm saying? And partner with them. You know right. what I'm saying? Or partner ourselves and come together. Right. But we got to learn how to trust each other. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. They know how to put something together. Man, hey, man, he take 5000 I take 5000 You take 5000 He take 5000 Man, back there behind the camera, that's twenty grand. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Say the land over there, 17000 You understand? Here it is. We purchased the land. We close on it. What closing costs will be on the $17,000 property, James? About $2,000. About $2,000. That's 19000 We got a band left over, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, then. Now we own we own us a property together, right? Man, what can, so what y'all want to do? Now we a landowner as a company, as a group. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Say, man. Hey, man. Let's, let's, let's wait a couple more weeks, a couple more months to put us another another 20000 40000 together. Let's go get us another land or try to buy the land on the side of it. Now we starting to own our own community together hmm. as a team and as a group and as a, as a community. That's smart. But yeah. imagine when you got half the people, at least in the community, thinking like that and putting that together. So that's what Buy Back the Hood is, man. Mm -hmm. It's giving opportunity, man, for us all to invest and see what we putting our money in and putting our money where our mouth is and working and putting together and stop sitting back and crying and complaining, you know what I'm saying, while we lose the stuff in front of us. But we also want, we educate and get knowledge about what's going on around us and we becoming financially free financially at the same free. time. Man, CD, you just said a lot, man. We appreciate you, man. Y'all heard them. Look, income tax time coming up. I'm going to keep it real with Go you, buy man. Some income property, tax man. time coming up. Bill your you credit, too, money, man. You can use your credit, too. City just broke it down for you. He said his, his papa gave him the game, and he just gave you the game, man. Square so. business. Yeah, man. I tell him at the class, when... Well, when you see, when you come, <laughs> just, no, man, when you go, when, when City came and he said that, that, that we need to buy back the hood, man, we was like, you know what, people need to understand what we're doing. Right. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of a lot of real estate programs that's out there. You know, they you 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 see everywhere you go, you see some bandit signs that say we buy ugly houses or right. or John is buying houses and everything else. But man, you you need to understand what that really means. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, the the acres home is for sale right now, because you riding around, man, and you yeah, see nothing but sale, development yeah. for sale signs and we buy houses out right. there. My thing is this, man, it's it's nothing wrong. With 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 selling grandmother's house, you know what I mean. No we there's nothing wrong with it, but at the same, we still want to preserve a community. Right. It is something wrong with is once you get grandmother the the sale proceeds of that house and you don't reinvest in the community right. that you serve. Right. You understand what I mean? And so you want to have homegrown developers and people that understand the community. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to target that market, man. We're trying to give them the tools. Well, we are giving them the tools when they come to this buy back the hood event, man, no matter whatever level that you're on, mm -hmm. if you're interested in being an uh, investor, we will have tools and we have classes there that you can sign up for that will give you the tools and the knowledge and not just, the, a lot of people talk about education, but the training. Gotcha. So education without training is nothing. Right. So, you know, we want to give you an on-hand training on how to become an investor to purchase your hood, right? Not, all, not only that, as you have an investor opportunity, but we also want you to know that 
that, you know, home ownership is not a privilege. It's a right. It's a God-given right. That, that notion that it's a privilege and you need to have 20% down, man, depending on we're living in the system, mm-hmm. right? We're living in the system that was created by man, but as a godly person, we are, we are surpassed that. Right. But even during the, the toughest part, the Great Depression, they created avenues and different mechanisms to get to drive the economy so that they can get people back home. That's when we first had the, you know, the, the GIB, the Montgomery GIB, bill and then 100% financing because they were trying to drive the economy again and give people opportunity to home purchasing, that was in right? Like 1932, that's that's, that's it, around yeah. that time. And so depending on the, the, the condition of the community or the condition of the, uh, the government, then they would come out with different programs. I'm telling you right now that there is ways, when we did our research on what is the number one cause uh, of the lack of home ownership in the community, mm-hmm. we found out the number one cause wasn't credit, it wasn't money, it wasn't any of those things, it was an attitude towards being a home buyer. Mm-hmm. It was an attitude towards being an owner. Mm-hmm. Once we can fight against that attitude of being an owner, and that's what we hope to do with these town hall meetings, to say, hey man, give you the tools that you can know that you can still do an owner financing. You you, you know, your first house don't have to be your last house. Mm-hmm. You understand? You can get in by going to find an investor that's doing owner financing. There's, a, the, like we talk about the CLT program. I'm not a champion of it, but that's still another opportunity right. that you don't have a uh, start that you don't have to finish. Right. So there's a lot of ways to be in a home. There are other investors that will allow you to, to lease to own. Mm. So you will find all that stuff out at our event when you right. come. So well, that's cool. And speaking owner. of the event, let us know when that's when that's happening. January 18th. January the 18th, we'll be January right here 18th. at the Greenhouse International Church, man. And it's going to be an awesome event. We have several sponsors. If you're looking for some sponsor opportunities, we want y'all to get on board, man. You will be able to talk with lenders that are there. You will be able to talk to title companies for title issues. We're going to bring in the uh, 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 Harris County Appraisal District. They're going to be talking about how you can preserve grandmother's house, how you can reduce the amount of taxes and stuff, the appraisal mm-hmm. stuff, what is the process to filling out the paperwork with doing homestead exemptions, mm-hmm. and how you can really determine tax. You'll get all that information at the event, and you'll get to meet the rapper City himself. He'll be out there preaching to y'all, man. <laughs> <You did. laughs> Hey, Cliff, <laughs> yes, sir. Before we let you go, out, yeah. just just give us one nugget if you can. Mm-hmm. If we got any any of our seniors in our communities that that's facing tax issues and things like that, give them a, a nugget of what they can do or who they can reach to to start that process to save their home and take care of those taxes. Absolutely, man. I I would say you know for our community, I would say get it first. Get involved mm-hmm. with with the largest community organization that there, and it should be your acres home or your super neighborhood. Okay. So no matter what community you're from, get involved yeah, in the super, super neighborhood. neighborhood yeah. Then that individual, that liaison, should lead you to the right people. Because if you, it's a tax issue, then we need to get down to the tax assessor. That's Harris County Appraisal District. Oh yeah, contact us at www.buybackthehood.com. <laughs> That's what we that's up. All right. Where else up. can we um, find y'all, man? Well, that's it, man. That's it. Find us, yeah, find us there. Instagram, Instagram. Instagram, JB Tipple Home. My Instagram, CITYY City, like the city, you know what I'm saying? I know we in the church, you know what I'm saying? So, Lord, still working on me. <laughs> <laughs> good, man. Yes, sir. Man, we appreciate y'all for coming out, man. Is there anything appreciate else y'all want to let the people know before y'all head out? Man, all I say Stay blessed and not stretched. That's, that's it, man. Just look to the Lord, man. That's right, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. All right, another beautiful episode, man. We got many more coming soon. We want to thank our guests for coming out today. Thank APR Production. Like always, I'll press, always press record. 
you know, where you you become the star. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let me say this, man. Uh, Thibodeau for Texas, man, get involved in your community, your Acres Home Super Neighborhood or your Super Neighborhood, no matter what community you're in, get involved. Get it's involved. one in every neighborhood That's right. in Houston. So they have a Super Neighborhood in every neighborhood. If y'all like, what is the Super Neighborhood? Who is that? They, <laughs> trust city. me, at all, y'all cities, at all y'all centers, they in every neighborhood and in the center. You know what I'm saying? Right out of my mouth. And actually, man, yeah. I, I spoke to a brother today that came through. Mm-hmm. And he 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 knew somebody that I knew. And he was like, you a part of that, that Super Neighborhood thing? Yeah. And I'm like, they still don't know what it is. They don't That's have a right. full understanding. Yeah, so I think we may we may even have to do an episode just on that, man. That's we right. Can break it's down cool. the Super Neighborhood and That's what right. it means to the community, how important it is, and how you can make real power moves for your community through the Super Neighborhood. That's but right. But again, thank y'all, fellas. All right. Bro.